In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today, and we're thinking about it. Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. Oh, yes. Are you lost today? Well, the answer is Jesus. He came to seek and save that which was lost. We're looking at the seventh chapter of St. Luke, verse 36. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And a woman in the city who was a sinner, having learned that he was eating in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. We see we're going to have some trouble. The Pharisees would never, ever be near someone that was a sinner. But Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. This woman comes out of love to anoint the feet of Jesus and to dry them with their hair. I tell you, this woman is filled with love, filled with love. The best thing about being lost, as I've often told you, is being found. This woman, when she comes into the house, is lost. And Jesus himself will find her. Oh, yes, Jesus himself will find her. Yeah, he's found you. That's why I had you click on Father Tom's program. You just take a minute, Jesus, to honor you, to thank you, to ask us today to fill us with your love. Fill us with the same love this woman had for you. You know, let us spend our life at your feet, just praising and worshiping you. You know, when we look upon you, all our problems become solved. We just thank you, Jesus. We worship you. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with the ointment. This is love. This is love being poured out. This is love. But the Pharisee is not going to see it as love. He's going to see it as Jesus entertains sinners. Little does he know that Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw, he said to himself, 
if this man were a prophet, he would have known who it is and what kind of woman it is that is touching him. Let me just tell you something about the alabaster jar. The only way to get into it was to crack it all. You have to use it all. And it was a lot of money. So she cracked it open and poured all this oil, poured all this love on the feet of Jesus and wiping them with their hair. The Pharisees are thinking, if this guy is a prophet, how does he let this woman who is a sinner do this to him? You see, Pharisees only dealt with the holy. But let me tell you, they were no more holy than the woman. All had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Pharisee thought he would be better and he would not allow a woman of the city, a woman of the streets, to come and anoint him. I wonder how she got in. I wonder how she got in. You see, she was desperate. Are you desperate today? Are you desperate for Jesus today? She was desperate. And she came because she had heard about Jesus and all that Jesus had done. What about you? Are you desperate? Have you heard about Jesus? That he wants to save you by his cross, by his blood. Have you heard about him? Have you come to him? Because he's the only one who saves. Jesus is the savior of the world. We remember at his birth, for unto us in the city of David is born a savior who is Christ the Lord. A savior. And you know, this woman needed a savior. But I'm going to tell you something else. The Pharisee also needed a savior. His name was Simon. I tell you, it's so sad to look down at people and think they're not worthy for our company. That's the Pharisee, not Jesus. Jesus says, this sinner is worthy of my company. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw it, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him. She is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. He's a phony. He's a phony. A certain creditor had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debts for both of them. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one whom he canceled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. 
You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence she is shown great love, but the one to whom little loves little. When he said to her, then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven, I tell you. I tell you, that really got that Pharisee. Who can forgive sins but only God? So Jesus, right now, we ask you to just release the oil of your presence. You know, your oil that takes away all our past, all our anxieties, and just fills us with your manifest glory. You know, your manifest glory is just your presence. We ask you to fill us with your love, your goodness. You know, let our heart be conformed to your heart. Let our life be conformed to your life. You, you know, we, we, we need you. Are we desperate? You know, to those who seek much, much is given. You know, God's looking at our heart. How open is it? How open is your heart to, to Jesus, to receiving the love of God? You know, because Jesus has everything for you to give it all to you. But is our heart open wide enough to receive it all? You know, today is the feast day of St. Anthony of the Desert, one of my, one of my patron saints, he, he was someone who, you know, his parents died in two hundred in the year two hundred, and he was at church and he and he heard the quote of the rich man to give up everything and go follow the Lord, then you'll be perfect, and he did that, and he would just go out in a cave by himself and a little piece of bread and just wait on the Lord and seek the Lord. And you know, because of him, all the monasteries, everything was founded, but it's just an example. He was so hungry for the Lord. You know, we don't have to do that, but in our lives, what takes precedent over Jesus? You know, does the football game, does the, you know, does our daily events, or does Jesus triumph over everything? If we want Jesus to triumph in our lives, we just need to let him. We need to be at his feet. We need to be filled with his love, his glory, his grace. And it's all right there for you today. It's all right there. But just open your heart wide. So Lord, just release right now your oil. Just release all of your goodness, your oil upon everyone listening. St. Faustina said, The greatest sinners are first in the Lord's mind to be forgiven. The greatest sinners. You say, well, I don't sin. Then you make God a liar. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You just think you're better than the, the neighbor next door. But that's sin itself. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God.
and God wants to restore us. He gives us a sacrament. We have that sacrament at St. John the Baptist in Quincy every Saturday between 12 and 2. People come to get their confessions heard and receive forgiveness. Oh, yes. And they come in their cars. This is something that many people could be doing. We get people from all over the place because not many people are hearing confessions anymore. I know of a priest that said, you know, all you people are going to heaven. You don't need to go to confession. It's all right. You come to church and you're going to heaven. That's a lie. That's a lie. Telling the people falsehood. Only those that have been washed with the blood of Jesus go to heaven. Only those that have been forgiven go to heaven. And we know that what that priest said is not true. It's a lie. Judy Boyle was in the church when he said that, and she covered her children's ears. She said, don't listen to that. That's not real. I tell you, these are the people that should be brought forth uh, to the bishop. Not only the people that hurt people, but these people that hurt people spiritually, that people believe they don't need to confess their sins and be washed with the blood of Jesus, because you're all going to heaven. Oh, yes, that's not real. Let me continue reading. But those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Isn't it something that they all were sinners, but she was the only one that realized that she needed a Savior? They all were sinners. Simon, who invited him to dinner, he was a sinner. But he thought because he wore pharisaical clothes, that he was all right. We had in the uh, first reading of Samuel a couple of days ago, Samuel hears the word of God, and he doesn't know it's God. Have you ever heard the word of God in your spirit? When I was at the monastery, God spoke two words to me, leave it, just leave it. Leave those things that are getting in the way, that are trying to tempt you, leave it. They have been life, words of life to me. They have been words of life to me. I'm just like you, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Oh, yes. My cousin just died. I ask you to pray for him. His name is Bobby. I ask you to pray for him, that he would be near, 
the gates of heaven. Please do that for me. Who is this man that he even forgives sins? I tell you who he is. He is the Son of God. He is the second person in the Blessed Trinity. He is the God-man. That's who he is. The God-man. And we want to be sensitive to the God-man's voice. We want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit residing in us. You know, we all have the ability, you have the ability to hear from God, to hear from heaven. We want to wait on the Lord. We want to let all those other voices pass so we can hear God and we know you'll know it's God when that voice or that inclination comes with a sense of peace. You'll know it's a Holy Spirit when it exhorts and builds you up. You know, God only comes with peace and grace and goodness. God's already given us. Our spirits are already reborn. Once you accepted God, your spirit becomes perfect. And in your spirit, you have the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You have joy and peace and patience and long-suffering. But it's in our flesh. It's in our fallen nature where all our anxiety and pain and trauma and unbelief resides. You know? So it's very important sometimes that we just detach from the world. You know, turn your phone off for a little bit can even skip a meal you know you can there's many ascetic practices that for your own benefit will help get our flesh where sin resides down so we can begin to experience and live in the spirit of God because God wants you to partake in the divine nature with him he wants you to be filled with the love and the joy of Christ and it's already within you but you need to you need to tune out the world you need to stay tuned into the frequency of heaven and there's things that you can do that will help you to experience God's love and stay stay tuned into the frequency of heaven you can read your bible you can pray your rosary you know you can ask for the intercession of the saints you can sit and wait on the lord you know, sometimes watching the news might take us out of heaven and put us in a worldly perspective, and then we start getting anxiety and struggle, and we stop being tormented in our thoughts, but leave it. You know, that word for Father Tom was a word for me, too. When we start to get thoughts that take away the peace of Christ, just leave it. It's not from God. You know, it's from the accuser. It's from the tormentor. When we have thoughts that don't fill us with a sense of peace and prosperity and love, just leave it. You know, we want to contemplate the the angelic realm, what's happening in heaven. You know, we want to. You want to live a life marked in eternity. You want to live a life in union with all of heaven, in union with the angels, in union with the saints, in union with Jesus, the church. You know, Jesus opened the gates of heaven for us. And Jesus is the head, but heaven is vast. And there's many gifts that Jesus has given us from heaven. You know, the intercession 
of all of it. You all have a guardian angel who's walked with you your whole life, who's with you right now, who who oftentimes God communicates to you through your guardian angel. And all we got to do is bring our awareness to these things. Bring your awareness to Jesus, to heaven, and take your awareness off the world and your problems. And then once your awareness becomes on Jesus, all your problems become solved. Because Jesus already has the answers to everything you need. He's just asking you, will you trust me? Because trust is the vessel which all graces are given. So, Lord, we just ask right now for you to just release that anointing of trust, of love, of hunger. You know, hunger is the currency of heaven. How hungry are we to receive Jesus, to receive his goodness? And, you know, the more hungry you are, the more you'll be fed by the Lord. Lord, give us the grace of being hungry. Give us the grace of being thirsty. My soul longs for you, O Lord, like a dry, weary land without water. My soul longs for you, O Lord, like a dry, weary land without water. Oh yes, how we need to long for the Lord. This woman longed for Jesus. She had heard that Jesus was in the house of Simon, the Pharisee. She wasn't going to let anyone get in her way. She needed salvation, and she received it. Poor Simon still thought his life as a Pharisee won his salvation. It takes Jesus Christ and his cross to win salvation for you. Do you know that today? Do you know that today? Let me take the next verse. Chapter 8. Soon afterwards, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. She was perfectly possessed. And Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Cusa, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their resources. Jesus needed these women. He had 12 men who would get hungry. These women cared for these 12 men and the Lord. They had money to buy food. This is something that not many people talk about, the grace of these women. These women were very necessary in the life of Jesus and his disciples. They were the ones that put meal, a meal together for them. And if you ever know anybody that's hungry, look at the 12. When they were at Cana in Galilee, they were all hungry and thirsty. I hope you're hungry for the Lord today. I hope you're thirsty for the Lord today. I hope today you will know and find salvation in Jesus Christ. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, 
Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for a hunger. Pray for a thirst. A hunger and a thirst for the Word of God. A hunger and a thirst for the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray for that. Let that be the first thing you pray for. I want more. I want more of God. I want more of the Holy Spirit. I want more. My soul longs for the running water as a deer longs for the running water. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.